This show comes to you from the Art of Change Skills for Life. Visit www.artofchange.com to explore how you might grow your communication and leadership skills through workshops, coaching, and more. Plus, you get to work with me. Today on the show, it's just me. I wanted to take an opportunity to say thank you and to bring to a close what has been an incredible, enlightening, inspiring, and fulfilling first season of the show. I'm Aiden Nepom, and this is The Changed Podcast. Today is Thanksgiving, and I wanted to take an opportunity to talk with you today because I'm filled with gratitude. I'm a big softie, and being able to share this project with you as an audience, listening to these stories, it's just incredible. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I also am so excited to have had the conversations that I've had. This season has brought exciting stories like Melissa Thornley getting a life-changing phone call on the Nile or scary stories like Todd Stashwick talking about being mugged in Chicago or even scarier. I mean, hello, we had Kevin Miller actually telling ghost stories. We've also had stories of pain, like Nadine Montahami sharing her incredibly traumatic story of being kidnapped and tortured. Stories that inspire, like Andrew Williams running a marathon on Mount Everest. Stories that are relatable. Mary Jo Peel standing up to her mother and claiming her place in the world. I've been moved in the course of the conversations that I've had on this show I've laughed and I've been inspired. And most importantly, I've been reminded time and time again that life is a beautiful gift. Sure, it can be hard and filled with challenge, but we all belong here and we all deserve some happiness on this big blue rock. When it comes to the change cycle, there are a couple of things that I think are helpful to remember. And so I'm definitely going to want to share those thoughts with you. But One thing I haven't done much of on the show is share stories of my own. And so I thought today I would tell you a story of a pivotal moment in my own life. And for this story, um, I'm going to take you back to the year 2003. (laughs) It was a long time ago. It doesn't seem like that long if you're my age, but trust me, it's been a while. In 2003, I went with a boyfriend to live in South Korea and teach English, like a lot of college graduates do. And I thought, because I had taught Sunday school and I had taught at the writing center at my college and I had been involved in student government and was a student leader. I thought teaching kids ESL was going to be, how do I say this, super easy, like incredibly easy, like it was going to be no big deal. And what I discovered was uh, that was not true. So every day I would come into the class and I would go, hey everybody, how's it going? And uh, some of them would respond and most of them would not. 
And then I'd say, all right, everybody, open your book to whatever page the lesson was for the day. And some of the kids would do it. And the rest of the kids would just sort of like be talking to each other. And I would get really angry. And I would yell at them. And they would talk to each other more. And they were so disrespectful. And I took it incredibly personally. For the first two months that I was teaching there, I, I asked for help. I would say things like, my, te- my kids are unruly. And the other teachers would say, um, give them a point system or a reward system, reward good behavior. Uh, and I would try that and it didn't change. Kids were still side talking with each other. I would say things like, my kids are disrespectful. And the school director, the head teacher would say something like, oh, I just punish my kids. Have them hold the desk chair up until their arms are tired. That will get them to be more behaved. Things like that. That didn't resonate with me. And they also didn't work. Well, after two months of teaching, I, I realized what was going on wasn't that the kids were being unruly and it wasn't that they were being disrespectful. It was that they didn't understand what I was saying. What the kids were getting and what I learned from watching other teachers was they were getting a um, call and response at the beginning of class that alerted them that things were starting. Uh, and it went like this. Hello, students. Hello, teacher. How are you today? I am fine. Thank you. And you? It was that simple. It really boiled down to the, that the kids weren't used to what I was doing. And more importantly, they couldn't understand what I was saying. So what I was doing was saying, um, hey, everybody, how's it going? Anything cool happened this weekend? And the kids were going, do you know what she's saying? I have no idea what she's saying. I think she's saying hello. We should listen more. And then I would say something like, who has something interesting to share? And they would be like, what is she asking for? Is it in the book? I don't know. And so as soon as I stopped assuming that they could understand me and started thinking instead about what they could understand, keeping in mind uh, English teachers at academies uh, overseas aren't necessarily trained English Uh, as a second language teacher. So we have to sort of make it up as we go. So if you are a trained ESL teacher, all of this is going to sound totally dumb to you because you know better. But I didn't and nobody told me. So uh, I just tried doing what the other teachers were doing. Hello, class. Hello, teacher. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. And you? Uh, As soon as I started doing that, the kids totally dialed in. Now, there's a reason I am choosing to share this story with you right now. It's a small example and a minor pain in the butt uh, moment with a tiny challenge that I overcame. But the lessons that I learned from the experience were a total game changer for me. I think it is really common for people to move through the world assuming that everyone else knows what they are thinking, feeling, and talking about. And the truth is, the words that we say are an incomplete picture of our thoughts. Even now, I'm doing a decent job when I could be doing an incredible job of conveying this idea to you. Words are imperfect. They are slippery. And the more we worry about other people not getting it from us, the harder it is to communicate. And that's what I got from this experience. I thought that my tone would convey everything, but it didn't. 
what I learned was that you have to think about what the other person knows, hears, understands, feels, and thinks. As a person who wants to convey an idea, you actually have to think about your audience's needs and issues first. And this is something that I have had corroborated throughout my professional life as well. In fact, um, my colleagues that I often facilitate work with over at On Your Feet and Proper Business, we often talk about seeing the audience first. And as an improv performer, this has been incredibly important. Um, most of what I do at The Art of Change is centered around great listening. Of course, you can't sell listening to people. You can only sell outcomes. But I can assure you, if you want people to listen to you, you have to listen to them first. And this matters. We are in really, really strange times. No matter what side of the political spectrum you are on, doesn't matter. What's happening to us as people, I mean, it matters, it totally matters, don't get me wrong, absolutely matters. But what's happening to us as people is we are constantly moving through the world. And we are saying, why don't you get it, you dummy, when something is so obvious to us. And all I think when I see these interactions and hear about them from clients is, it's the same thing. You're greeting the ESL class in a language they don't understand. The simplest shift of noticing what people are talking about, noticing how they are talking about it, and then meeting them where they are, it's an incredible game changer. And so, yeah, so that changed everything for me. It has literally changed the trajectory of my career, um, but it's certainly changed my ability to converse and influence with people. I hope it'll give you something to think about as well. Look for ways to get close to what people know, understand, and believe. Think about how they hear what their frame is on the world and then learn how to work within it. That will open up all kinds of things. If you're having trouble persuading somebody to try a new thing at work, a new way of working, perhaps it's because you're just not speaking their language. Perhaps... As you move forward into the rest of this year and the beginning of next, perhaps something that you can take with you is this idea. Get to know how other people view the world and then meet them there. Because the end of that story was <laughs> by doing the thing that they were used to doing, they stopped long enough to try and understand the other stuff I wanted to do. And they all did great. They learned immense amounts of conversational English. And by the end of the year, I was able to have the casual interactions I'd been having, trying to have at the beginning. You have to meet people where they are in order to get them to go where you want them to go. If you try and push them, bully them, shame them, yell at them, scream at them, punish them into doing it your way, they will never understand why. They won't believe in it. And you'll get a polarizing result every time. So, you know, to put it into 1,000 words instead of 10, <laughs> that is the gift I'd like to give you. An immense amount of gratitude to every one of my guests for season one. It's been an incredible year. An immense amount of gratitude to you. Uh, I said I would give you some general thoughts about change and some takeaways from the show. Here they are. Takeaway number one. Grieving loss 
is helpful when it comes to processing change, particularly changes that you don't choose. This year, it was invaluable to grieve the loss of what I thought was supposed to happen before moving into all of the amazing stuff that did happen for me this year. And sometimes that was a daily grieving process because there were days when I was worried. But that brings me to point number two. Bing. (laughs) Point number two is this. When it comes to change, it is really powerful to look ahead and plan for the future. But you've got to be flexible in the moment and staying present will keep you sane. There is an uncertain future. That's a fact. Knowing that it's uncertain doesn't take the uncertainty out of it. That's reality. But the more you spend time worrying, vexing yourself, and investing in a future that has not materialized yet, the higher your anxiety and the higher your sorrow. The more you can stay present, look around you, and keep the mantra going, so far, so good, the better off you'll be. Uh, There are uh, circumstances that are really impactful for many of you right now, and I don't want to glaze past that. But for those of you who have blessings and fail to count them, I would encourage you to take stock of the good things. Stay in this moment as long as you can, because in this moment, you're breathing and you're alive. And as we've learned from 2020, breathing is a gift. So... That brings to a close season one of the Changed Podcast. I'm already working on season two, and I'm excited. I have a few guests that I've already um, got on the calendar, a couple of conversations already recorded, and I am looking forward to sharing season two with all of you. Other things up ahead, those of you who uh, took the time to register for the panel picker process so that you could vote up the special episode of the Changed Podcast, I want to say thank you for doing that. We still don't know as of the recording of this episode and won't know until next year, early next year, January. And I'll be sure to send out an email. If you have thoughts about conversations you'd like to hear in 2021, if you have thoughts about new segments you'd enjoy seeing on the show, look, I'm willing to change. Obviously, I'm into it. Change is great. So there are a couple of things that you can do. You can send me an email, info at artofchange.com. You can tweet me at changedpod. If you want, you can message me on Facebook, the Art of Change page. You can also sign up for updates. Uh, There's a pop-up when you go to thechangepodcast.com. That's where you would sign up for updates. And if you want to be the first to know of new and exciting things happening, new ways to support the success of this show, then that is where you would sign up to find out about those things. And I hope you will. I will also tell you, Uh, I try to keep my personal business out of the show as much as possible. Um, But I have some exciting things on the horizon for Art of Change as well. And if you are curious about those, uh, you can go to artofchange.com and you can sign up for those updates. But there's going to be uh, new opportunities to work with me, um, new exciting announcements on the horizon. 
So, uh, I'm just saying, time to dial in, get connected, and find out what's in store. I'm excited about the things that I have coming in 2021. All assuming things uh, go to plan. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Deepest gratitude as you evaluate what you've learned from this year. As you move forward into the next, just know that I appreciate you. And in 2021, as always, I wish you the kind of experiences in life you're excited to tell stories about. I'm Aiden Nifam. Thank you for listening to The Change Podcast.